Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for another day. We give you thanks that you are here, ready to engage with us, ready to hear our complaints, ready to attend to our wounds. We give you thanks, O oh God, that you can handle our anger and our angst and our most terrifying prayers. We give you thanks, O oh God, because you never let us go. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing.
Good morning. You can find the prayer of admission in your program on the first page when you open it up. And before we do that, I want to take a moment to share something with you. I was thinking this morning about a time when I was younger and I did something I had no business doing. And it involved my dad. And I didn't think my dad knew that I did it. Didn't think he knew. I thought I had gotten away with it. And my dad had come to me a couple of days later and said, hey, you got something you want to tell me? And I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> so I was going about my business, and a couple of days later, he comes back, you got something you want to tell me? No, I'm good. Now, it wasn't good because something was bothering me. Something was stirring in me. Something was bothering me. And finally, I said, dad, you know that thing the other day? He said, yeah. I said, I, I did that. And he said, I know. I said, well, why didn't you just tell me you knew? He said, it wasn't my truth to tell. He said, you had to tell me. Every time we have the prayer of admission or confession, I have that moment playing back. Even though God knows it's our truth to tell, ours to acknowledge, ours to confess, ours to admit, ours to reflect upon. Not about guilt, not about shame, but about the blessing of the forgiveness that God gives us all. So with me now, please, let us all say the prayer of admission in your program. God, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You teach us to forgive and we cannot, we have not. The mix of mercy and justice is a web we cannot get our minds around. Move past our minds and into our hearts. Hear us as we pray silently. Family, the good news is we are forgiven. With tenderness, God loves us. With tenderness, God forgives us. Let us leave this place, and with tenderness, let us continue to love and forgive each other and ourselves. Amen. I'm going to direct your attention to the back of our program. There, is, there are some classifieds. Lots of things happen in this Lent. Um, but I wanted to take a moment and update you 
Um, in December, we launched a new project we're calling The Front Porch. It'll be to the side of this building. It's a structure that will house our growing children's and youth and mission needs. Um, and there's actually an update to this blurb. Um, so in the first three months of what will be a three to five campaign, we've raised almost a million dollars, $927,000 and some change, which is exciting. And the leadership team is taking a broader look um, at our entire property and planning for things like landscaping and parking and um, freeing ourselves from the $2 million debt that we have for this building. Um, so we have made a page live on our website. It'll live there and we'll do updates on the architectural design and on fundraising. So I encourage you to um, just keep looking at that. We are getting in rhythm with God this Lent. That's our theme. And we're following a course charted by theologian Henry Nouwen. He talks about getting um, quiet first in solitude and then engaging with people around you and then reaching out in service to the community beyond you. And it's an intentional path, solitude, then those around you, and then the community. Last week we talked about getting quiet and today's theme is letting go. So I invite you to follow along with me with the scripture in your program. I'm reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 7 through 15. Jesus says, when you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title of today's sermon is Letting Go. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is hard. Perhaps that is why I added seven verses to the scripture today. Originally, it was just those final two. Verse 14, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I don't know about you, but those two verses, they didn't sit well with me. I don't like the conditional nature that God's forgiveness is somehow dependent on our ability to forgive. I'm not so great at this hallmark of our Christian faith, forgiveness. And it's even harder to think about when Jesus says that 
that God won't forgive me unless I forgive others. Y'all, that feels like an uphill climb that I'm just not gonna make. Not to mention that it's the opposite of what Charles just talked about, this, this prayer of admission, confession in our service every Sunday. We come to this time of confession dependent on the promise that Jesus has already forgiven us. That's what gives us the courage to be honest, to confess. Sometimes scripture does this, y'all. Sometimes scripture contradicts itself and the scripture that we pull from for the liturgy, the, the prayer of confession, that's like the prodigal son. Remember the story of the father who just runs to welcome his son home, no questions asked. Or when Jesus hangs from the cross and says, Father, forgive them. Those scriptures, they, they kind of are contradictory to what Jesus is telling us today. Yo, you gotta forgive. It's as if when Jesus adds this addendum about forgiveness, it's as if he says, y'all, you can't just pray the Lord's Prayer before a football game or when you come together on Sundays. You actually have to live the words. We actually have to forgive. God's forgiveness isn't cheap. That's what I hear Jesus saying in our scripture today. We don't work for it, but we do get a deeper understanding of God's forgiveness when we actually try to forgive in and among ourselves. Forgiveness is hard for me because it requires letting go letting go of anger, letting go of that scorecard in my head of all the times I was right and all the times that person was not, letting go of all the emotion that keeps me walled off because I'm scared to get hurt again. And forgiveness is hard for me to preach, y'all, because I feel like a hypocrite. I need to do some of my own forgiving Forgiving God, forgiving myself, forgiving others. It almost feels wrong for me to stand up here and to preach Jesus' call to forgive when I'm not so great at it. So know as I preach Jesus' call to forgive that this preacher struggles as well. And I struggle with forgiveness with letting go in part because I know the trauma that haunts some of you. And I know the pain required to revisit and let go. So let's clarify a few things first. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is when somebody punches you in the face, you don't punch back. And you don't wish that someone else will punch the person in the face, okay? That's forgiveness. Here's what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not just hanging out, waiting to see if they're gonna punch you again. Forgiveness is not trusting the person that just punched you in the face, okay? That is not forgiveness. Jesus did that, deep communal reconciliation. And we'll talk about that later, but for the sake of today and things that may or may not be possible, let's focus inward on what we can do. The first part, the first part of letting go. 
Letting go of that opportunity to punch back. Letting go of our grudges. Letting go of our fantasies of the very worst possible thing happening to the person who harmed us. Letting go, it requires us to get quiet so that we can look inward at all of those emotions bouncing around and admit that there are some things we need to let go before we engage with anyone else. A buddy of mine, he's a colleague and a pastor, he got a strongly worded email from someone in his congregation about not visiting a 92-year-old woman at the start of the pandemic. And he says he got defensive quick. Like he filled several pages with lists of reasons why he didn't visit the 92-year-old at the beginning of the pandemic. And y'all, they were valid reasons. Like she's immunocompromised and he's got young kids and and he is visiting some people. So who knows what germs he's carrying with him and and it's a long travel and he wouldn't even be able to use the restroom when he got there to visit her for a porch visit. He spent all this energy defending his action because he was hurt by her words. It's our human nature to want to fight back. Instead of processing the emotions that we might feel, emotions like being disappointed, not living up to others' expectations of us, disappointment and fear. So once my buddy wrote out this list, right, he put it away and he thought that it was over. He thought, you know, bad email, bad day. And then weeks later, weeks, he woke up 3 a.m. in the morning, tortured by these words. So he got out of bed And he went to his study and he pulled out a piece of paper and a pen and he wrote down this prayer. Is it fair, oh God, to ask you to put grace in the hearts of those I have wronged? It's not that I deserve it. They don't owe it to me, but if I know it's there, I might have the courage to be honest about my failures, and then to do what I can to right my wrongs. There's something important happening in this prayer. An awareness that he's still holding on to negative feelings that aren't allowing him to move forward. He has not let go his defensiveness, his sense of failure, his fear of her. And in this prayer, it seems to me that he's asking for God's help with the hard task of forgiveness. He's asking for help to let go of this need to be right. He's asking God to help her let go of anger and of judgment so that she can meet him in grace. He's asking for God's help to forgive himself. And and even though he doesn't say it, the fact that he's praying, he's asking for God's forgiveness too. Whether we want to admit it or not, intellectualizing forgiveness 
or even the opposite, trying to just push it under the rug, it, it does not help us. It just allows that hurt to bounce around inside us longer and to come out sideways if we don't keep it in check. Which is why the Lenten invitation today is to go inward. Before we jump at an attempt at forgiveness with anybody else, we gotta spend time quiet by ourselves. In solitude, we gotta address how we feel. We gotta get real specific with it. And then when we speak those words, those boundaries and emotions into being, we ask for God's help to let go. How many of us, like my friend, spend time thinking about what other people think of us? How many of us spend hours playing out scenarios of conversations that might happen? How many of us build those lists of defenses of our actions? And how many of us take time to get quiet, to survey how we feel before we step into any boardroom, any meeting, any phone call? How many of us ask for God's help to let go or at least hold lighter the emotions that can control us? How many of us have to forgive God for the world not being as we want it to be? There's a practice, y'all, that helps with all of this. It's prayer. We can use the Lord's Prayer as a good start. Jesus knows better than anyone that sometimes we just need a building block. We just need to be given the word. So Jesus gives them to us. The Lord's Prayer, it orients us to God who can help us do what feels impossible. And if you haven't learned it yet, or maybe your kids or your friends new to the faith haven't learned it yet, that's a good practice during Lent to learn the Lord's Prayer. And then if you have already learned the Lord's Prayer, I invite you into this practice of getting quiet in your prayers. And when you pray to open your hands, I know that's weird. I can already hear my four-year-old son say, no, mommy, we clasp our hands when we pray. (laughs) But here's why you might want to hold them open. Just the movement from hands clasped to open reminds us to let go of that which does not serve us. Defensiveness, competitiveness, scorekeeping, anger, resentment, failure, disappointment, grudges. I open my hands to remind my whole body that I need to let go. And as I let go, I'm making space for God to place the very things that God wants in my care. I'm not emptying myself completely, which I know is scary. I'm opening myself so that God gets to be in control. When we open our hands, we have this posture. It's a cue to our whole mind, body, and spirit that we let go of the things that don't serve us. That we ask for God's help in the impossible task to forgive. We ask for God's help to mend those relationships and memories that are so painful to revisit. And when we do that, we place our trust, our worth, our entire being in God's hands. 
In just a moment, we're going to hear the musicians sing a very old hymn. Oh, love that will not let me go. And I love the play on words. Because as you and I are trying this hard task of unclasping our hands and letting go, God never lets go of us. We don't let go of our creator, the source of love, Jesus Christ. We cling to the one who matters. Amen. Oh, love that will not let me go.
Let us pray. Holy God, our Father, creator of this world, with all your love and all your grace and all your mercy, we seek the courage to live the words that have been delivered today. We come seeking patience to practice forgiveness in a world that seems every day to make it more and more challenging to practice forgiveness. But your word tells us to be in this world, but not of this world. So allow the Holy Spirit to continue to empower us and fill us with the ability and the love to practice forgiveness. We pray for the honesty to acknowledge we are all in need of forgiveness at some point in time. And we're thankful that we are able to forgive without compromising our well-being. Give us the strength to let go of the grudges and the gripes, to let go of the need to be right, to let go of the competitive spirits that cause us to put our ego before our relationships, to win the moment but to lose the love. Let go of excuses and defensiveness and unrealistic expectations. Father God, let us let go of disappointment and unmet promises and sometimes promises that no one even made in the first place. Give us the strength to let go of control that we don't even have. And in all the letting go, we thank you for holding on to us. And now, as we pray the prayer that your son taught us to pray, we open our hands and we pray together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand with me for the affirmation of faith. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting.
God, help us let go of that which does not serve. And as we go from this place, may the peace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.